0: this is the troll (laughs) patrol
1: Patrol, live
0: with justin
1: freaking welcome to the troll patrol live it's a freaking sunday everybody had a great freaking weekend i'm drinking some coffee tonight just because i felt like it and i had some coffee I've been arguing with the trolls on my YouTube channel. As one of the segments we're going to do tonight, we're going to read mean comments from my YouTube channel. Apparently, apparently, had a lot of Matt Walsh fans come to my channel. And then they're all bragging about like, look how everybody is against you in the comment section. It's almost like I posted that video on all of Matt Walsh's posts for the day. I might. Depends on if you got a nice dick, dude. I might be into it. You never know. (laughs) Is that how you say it over there in Britain? Suck me dick. (laughs) Oh, fuck. You fuck with feet? You fuck with feet? That was toes. I don't even remember what it was... (laughs) Fuck, that's that's how high I am right now. I don't remember what what the hell we were talking about on the freak show. Fuck with toes. I thought he said toast. I asked Sparkles if she fucked with toast. It doesn't like a good piece of toast? Yeah, toast. I, Warlord, where are you from in Brit? Like, are you from? Are you from the? Uh, are you from the backwoods of Britain? Or are you from a, a, m- a metropolitan area? Pete and feet. That is a money-making idea. The dank north. What's so dank about the northern part of of Britain. I've been I've been talking to somebody. Splits so your time between this city and the city of Mexico, and I was like, well, which one has the better weed? Her response was that she smoked reg, so she didn't really know. I'm just smoking what I can scrape together right now. Hopefully get me some this week. Time to re-up. All right, what are we going to talk about tonight on the show? Ah, uh, the M aren't sexy enough for Tucker Carlson anymore. Uh, I'm I'm still resin, and I've got some fucking, I've got some Keef, I've got all kinds of scraps. I I got plenty of shit that I can scrape together. Oh, this is my Jeremiah. Welcome. Jeremiah has spent a hell of a lot of time arguing with me on YouTube only to fucking completely miss what I fucking said. It's amazing to me that they have spent as much time as they did arguing with me. Because once again, all it did was help my numbers. And I actually had a pretty productive day yesterday yakuza 3 on the ps5 Why i'm playing a ps3 game on a ps5 who fucking knows started playing outer world so that's fantastic made french onion soup (laughs) it was it was very easy because french onion soup is like a three four hour process right so gave me something to do to argue with numb nuts over here back and forth i hope That you were sitting somewhere on the clock and that you were getting paid for what you were doing. If not, I think you wasted a hell of a lot of time. But hey, Jeremiah, if you'd actually like to have a conversation with me, let's open the phone lines up. Or you can hop in the Discord if you're more technologically savvy. 917-830-4359. If you hop in the Discord, just let me know and I'll hop on over there. Since you seem to want to talk to me about the issue of trans people. I'm excited for the Super Bowl halftime show. Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Dr. Dre. I think there's one other person. I think I'm leaving them out. Oh, yay. We're going to start it off with a call, eh? Fuck yeah, Kendrick Lamar, one of my favorite rappers right now. Did the soundtrack for uh, Black Panther. Now, is going to want to talk about the trans issue. Why I don't know. I've I have recommended that they actually. Go and seek psychological help because I feel like they have some issues with their own gender. But we we'll find out. Ooh, I would like to watch the doc on the making of the Super Bowl show with the weekend. I might have seen it though. Weekend might have shared it out last year. I don't I don't know. You know the way my memory is. I can't remember fucking shit. I watched Fight Club in honor of Meatloaf. Bob had bitch tits. (laughs) I enjoyed that movie thoroughly. Guy Comet, welcome. Thank you for being a freaking follower. Oh, yes, we're going to talk about Meatloaf. Here a little later on in the show. Meatloaf uh, had some interesting things to say. About COVID restrictions something about if I die I die as he was opposing mask mandates and vaccines I prefer twitch as well I think but we're not going to discriminate if you're watching on the YouTube if you're watching on the twitch if you're watching on the Facebook if you're over on the D live you might be a Nazi but it is what it is I haven't seen anybody from D live comment in a while Twitch has widgets. Well, I need to set it up and then you can use the emotes on, on YouTube as well. I could do all kinds of cool things. I'm just fucking lazy. I saw so several people make that joke. He would do anything for love, but he won't get vaxxed. If he dies, he dies. Well, guess what? He died. Somebody's in the Discord asking, uh, how's the rockin' pirate hippie? Uh, when I was doing AV installs a few years back, I had an engineer was giving us, like, a little pep talk in the shop. He said, you know the reason why we go in places looking like pirates? And, like, I raised my hand, you know, bandana, Fu Manchu... Long hair, everything. Look exactly like I look right now. It's like, you think I look like a pirate? Like, I know you look like a fucking pirate. <laughs> Reason we got to go in places looking like fucking pirates. Good at our fucking jobs. Maybe not so much me. I quit. I really didn't give a shit about that job. <laughs> I don't know what the triangle thing is. Well, Jeremiah, you gonna argue with us or not? Like, I got a show to do here. I mean, I can vamp for a while, I got a lot of shit to talk about. We're gonna be reading mean comments from my YouTube, all the videos I've done about Matt Walsh. <laughs> That's going to be a segment on this show. What else are we going to talk about tonight? Hold on, let me... I haven't ran everything down. Ben Shapiro is going to hit us with the top media fails of 2021. Fucking... Tucker Carlson is upset because the M&Ms aren't going to be sexy enough for him anymore. The Hill... Had James O'Keefe on this morning. Uh, I've I've been dying to watch the segment, but I've been waiting to watch it with you guys. A platform, James O'Keefe, let him plug his fucking book. Going to run down all the problems with James O'Keefe, all the different controversies, all the times he has deceptively edited videos. I have an extensive list, and then I'm going to play. The most cringe video you've ever seen. No, it's not all the celebrities like Gal Gadot and shit singing Imagine. No, it's a fucking James O'Keefe video. He butchers fucking Prince, and I prove once and for all he's a failed theater kid. He wanted to be in Hollywood just like the rest of these right-wing numbskulls and he couldn't fucking make it. Oh, no, no, no. If you you see a James O'Keefe song and dance, no, he is singing and dancing. (laughs) What kind of world do we live in when Tucker Carlson can't jerk it to an Eminem anymore? I do not, and this is... If I do have some right-wing trolls in here, you guys know you're being played, right? There's no liberals upset about Aunt Jemima. Or the or the Lando Lakes native, nobody gives a shit. It is a marketing ploy. It is a decision made in a corporate boardroom because they know Tucker Carlson, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh all need something to fucking bitch about in the culture wars. They go on. They talk about how woke culture is changing every, everything you love from a from a minstrel character on a fucking bottle of syrup the whole dr seuss thing the estate of dr seuss decided to take what three books out of circulation to not publish them anymore right wingers lost their minds like oh now the left is canceling dr seuss it plays into their fucking victim mentality i wish these assholes would get off the fucking cross They make themselves out to be martyrs. They say they're being censored when they're not. They dominate fucking social media. And then claim. Claim they're being censored or shadow banned or whatever the fuck they're saying. Use promo code uh, censorship or promo code free speech to get 25% off our merch store. Oh shit, came in the Discord. Are you in the debate freaking Oh, shit yeah. What's up my friend? Are you there? Can you hear me? I in there. Uh your mic's not turned on. The Freedom Phone. The Candace Owens and the stupid ass Freedom
2: Phone.
1: Figured your mic out. Hey, at least he's persistent. He's giving it a good, good try here. All right. Wait, I'll wait for you to give us a ringy ding ding. They may not be a chud. Of the people that have came to my YouTube and commented, they seem to be the most good faith, though they're still not very good faith. Caller, you're on the troll patrol. What's going on? Hey, what's up? This is Jeremiah. How y'all doing? What's up, Jeremiah? My, fr- I feel like I know you now. We've 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 discussed back and <laughs> forth so much. How are you this evening? Oh, so
3: far doing quite well. Doing quite well.
1: All right. So the first thing I want to ask you is, why are you so concerned about trans issues?
3: Sure. Well, I guess I'm just more concerned about the truth in general. I'm one of those guys who who kind of prefers to take the. Take the path that's easier for everyone, and uh, I kind of go with that instead of maybe employing or inventing more complicated ways of dealing with things and issues in life.
1: Okay, nobody's inventing anything, though. Like You say you're concerned with truth, yet I kept telling you there is mountains of research biologists have written on the subject, and you didn't seem to care. So I can't believe you when you say you're concerned with truth.
3: Sure. Well, one thing we were talking
1: <clears throat> talking at length about
3: was, uh, was the normal curves and bimodal.
1: Yes. Gender Amen. is bimodal. Gender traits are distributed on a normal curve. You, you, right. seem, you seem to comprehend the empirical rule. Most right-wingers don't.
3: Well, for the most part, it's been a while since I took a math or psychology class, but uh, yeah, some of that kind of rung a bell a little bit with me. Okay, Um, all natural traits are distributed mm -hmm. on a
1: normal curve. Intersex people being around 0.3, 0.4% of the population. That's exactly what you would expect from a normal curve. That's why I say gender traits are distributed on a normal curve. That's why I I don't know what the standard deviation is. I haven't sat down and done the math but i can tell you that about 65% of the male population has a penis that's between probably 5 and 7 inches it might no, mm-hmm. i didn't actually do the exact math it might be like 4.75 and <laughs> 7.2 yes. you see what i'm saying though right yeah i can i can tell you that for a fact because of the empirical rule
3: okay that's fine well, let's start let's so because that.
1: intersex and trans people make up about point three percent point four percent of the population, the empirical rule tells us that it follows along a normal curve, so most people one standard deviation from the mean have a normal sized penis or a normal sized vagina you know, i don't think we
3: disagree there actually. So, I think we agree I think we agree So then that. what is
1: the issue with gender is bimodal that proves it? If you understand the concept I just explained to you, gender is bimodal. The traits are distributed on a normal curve. And, you know, I thought about it. If you really want a definition for what right, a woman or man is, or male and female, it is uh, a female would be somebody who has more feminine traits. Male would be somebody who has more uh, masculine traits. There you go.
3: Oh, well, there you go. That's just fine. I would actually kind of agree with those definitions. Well, in my, The way I was thinking was that, um, uh, exactly that, that men, are, men would carry more masculine traits and females will carry more female traits. Well, what about the intersex people? Well, there's no such thing as an intersex person who's 50-50, completely ambiguous, half man, half woman. Because gender
1: that- traits are distributed on all gender traits. I have sure, feminine sure. traits. You have feminine traits. Oh yes, absolutely. Well, what I'm saying is, is that
3: even trans, even 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 intersex people could fit somewhere within the boundaries that we we say is acceptable for a man trait. What and do you about. mean
1: acceptable? What
3: who's give, who's I'll saying accept, Who I'll is this arbiter? Example.
4: What why, okay. why do
1: you what do you mean acceptable? I'll give you, exa- I'll give you an example. I'll give you an
3: example. So, so traits. Okay. So traits are di- distributed along the curve. Uh, gender traits. Okay. Let's look at a gender trait specifically. Let's look at levels of t- testosterone, for example. Right. Um, uh, some people, some guys have less testosterone than uh, than say the standard guy usually has. Okay. Right. And. And some girls have more than the standard girl has, right? Yes. Well, take an inter take an intersex person who has, um, uh, say, um, uh, a lot of a lot of male presenting characteristics, but say their testosterone is a little more in line with uh, a female, right? I don't see any reason to not to not um uh, to not categorize that intersex person as a man, since they have mostly men. Uh,
1: I don't Uh, see any reason not to let that person make their own decision. That's not up to you. Well why is it up to them? Because it's their life. What does Does it it matter what does it matter to you if they wear pants or a
3: dress? Who gives a shit? That's perfectly fine. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about how we classify these guys. Uh, we're talking about how we classify. Why do you need a them, classification uh,
1: in terms of gender? Why do you need some rigid definition?
3: Well, because if we're letting people put themselves in whatever category they want, and we're letting people make up categories,
1: who's that, making that, up that categories?
3: For sure. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, like I'm. Um, uh,
1: you talk about like non-binary, non, like,
3: non, like non-binary gender. Blender, yeah, because they don't identify um, with
1: the male or female traits. What what's wrong with that? Why does that have well, any bearing on your life? If they kept it to
3: themselves, then that'd be just. Fine. It doesn't but matter, it becomes, dude. I don't. I don't have to keep anything problem. about my personality to myself.
1: Telling, Star Wars geeks don't keep anything about fucking their love for Star Wars to themselves. So a trans it person. The don't the have problem to,
3: When they start telling me that I have to call them a different. Pronoun or why? When start saying why
1: that. people people acknowledge me as Justin freaking people acknowledged uh, Robert Zimmerman as Bob Dylan. Why do you give a shit?
3: Would you send me to jail if I call, if I didn't call you Justin? Who's, who is
1: uh, who Would is you me? Who is no, there is nobody going to jail. But aren't people fined for it? There are people, you're talking about like the 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 Canadian law that Jordan Peterson. Uh, rallied yeah, again. Oh, well, yeah.
3: What about that law? What about what he had to say about that?
1: That was repeated harassment would get you a fine.
3: Calling someone by calling that person by the gender that they didn't want to be called by.
1: Repeated the got harassment. Got fine, and right? why? Why do you, if you came up and just started calling me names, I would get offended by that, wouldn't you? I'm sure
3: you would, but. You wouldn't find me for it. That's where the problem is. No, 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 no
0: no,
1: no, no, no. There is. are rules. There are laws against harassment. You can't just repeatedly harass somebody. And we're also, I, I'm not familiar because I'm not Canadian. I'm not exactly familiar with, with sure. the uh, outlines of the law. But, like, we're, Jordan Peterson was uh, responsible for talking to students and they paid money mm-hmm. to be at a university, and he has a certain decorum to uphold. Mm-hmm. So, and he made himself out to be a martyr and has made quite a bit of money off the of scamming idiots over this issue.
3: Well, you say people get fined for harassment. To what extent will harassment solicit a fine for someone? You have to present yourself as a threat in order to be in order to get in trouble legally for
1: harassing someone. Well, it depends on the municipality, first of all. But there are there are laws against harassment. But generally speaking, in order to get in trouble about
3: the law because of harassment, but, you, w- have you have to back up. To show why that you're...
1: why is it such an issue to you if somebody is wearing a dress, they're presenting as a female? Why is it an issue to you to call them her? Oh.
3: I never said there was a problem with someone wearing a dress or anything like that, but why... Why is it an issue to call them her? her? Well, honestly, it really depends on the subsex of the conversation. Because typically, if I'm just talking with a friend who's a trans... Who's maybe a trans man... Do you have trans friends? Yes. Yes, I do, actually. That's mostly who I have a lot of these conversations with when I do it in person
1: first of all, they don't—they don't really owe a debate about their their validity to you. You understand that? No, right? they don't. But they do enjoy having it
3: the conversation. Makes
1: you kind of a dick, Not so? because you're constantly badgering them about the validity of their existence. Their
3: gender their ex- identity isn't their existence. It's a part of their. It's a part of their existence. At the very most, it's an attribute that describes them.
1: If you were a trans person, I promise you the notion that you are trans has made an issue in a lot of ways throughout your life. And it is it, I have trans people that I love and listening mm-hmm. listening to them talk about the way they are treated by society bothers me. So once again, why is it an issue? You see somebody who is presenting as a a woman. Why is it an issue for you to acknowledge them as a her?
3: It depends. In this, a depends. It doesn't depend. Why is that an issue? Because here's what here's what I would do. I would actually probably call them by their preferred pronoun, especially if they looked, especially if they looked. Well, no, no, no.
1: You don't have to be passing to to be valid. But so you you should you should do it out of just you know common courtesy. Yes, there are very unattractive cis people. Well, I don't mind.
3: Co- I don't mind common courtesy. That's not the problem. It doesn't seem like it.
1: What is the problem? There, I don't see any problem. You are not articulating a problem. You are articul- articulating a bigotry, it seems.
3: Well, i I don't believe that. A, I don't believe that. Uh, that a, your that beliefs have nothing to do with anything. With they identify. I don't believe. Yeah. Well, you you asked me why I would have a problem with it because I don't think their view matchly, correctly matches
1: with reality. But it does. I've explained it to you how many times now. Okay. Well, let's take a look at your male and for a female moment. are words that we came up with to describe phenomenon in nature. You agree with that, right? They're just labels that humans created.
3: Yes, I believe that's a description of male and female. And I, and, and, and that, ge- I didn't say it was it, a yeah. fucking
1: definition. And gender no, traits it. are distributed on a normal curve. We've agreed with that, right? Yeah. That can be fine, yeah. Gender dysphoria is a real thing recognized by the DSM. You know what the DSM is, correct? Oh, yes, I know what it is. Then what, what does, what does to- the DSM say about gender dysphoria? What, do, what is the uh, treatment for it? Um, I don't remember I, it. Is have it is it, transitioning. It is transitioning.
3: Okay. Yeah, they may say that. Does that mean that? No, no, no. They do say, they say, they say that. that.
1: They do say like you're you're wanting an authority, and I'm giving you the arbiters of what these things are. Okay, and, and you're not accepting it, and I, I, I've I've tried to point you in the direction, like. Biologists have had this fascinating discussion about how to define male and female and they found that the words are inadequate and that is the reason why we now have the category of non-binary and I've, I've tried to tell you to go look it up because you seem like you're intellectually curious so why won't you do that? Because it's, it's because fascinating. I fascinating. authority. I wanted your. I want your specific. It's a fascinating discussion. Matter. If you're out to search for truth, you should do that instead of coming to me and arguing with me about something you're not well informed on. You see what I'm saying? Well, I
3: probably would do that. That's something I could do easy. What I wanted to do was yeah. Get instead, your you spend all day fucking
1: bumping up my numbers on YouTube. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Like I said, I'm glad I could help with that. We all both got some out of it, which is kind of cool.
1: I'm still not understanding what your issue is.
3: My issue? Okay. Well,
1: we're talking about intersex
3: people. I'm saying it would be just as easy to throw people who who are mostly male presenting into the male category. And it sounds... Very easy to put people who are mostly female presenting into the female category. And I'm saying There's it no has no fucking bearing on that. your
1: life whatsoever. And that gender dysphoria is a real thing. And that some people may choose to live as a male. Some people may choose to live as female. And it has no bearing on your life whatsoever. And the, and the fact that you have spent this much time on it is sad. And you should seek professional help because I think you have issues with your own gender. Or you, or,
3: conversation?
1: or you have watched some, some trans porn and your PP got hard and now you've got some repression issues.
3: Why did you switch the conversation before the ad hominem?
1: I didn't add hominem anybody. You learn what the fucking word means, do not throw around words you don't know the meaning of. What do you mean I switched the conversation?
3: Person, but be- you attempted to attack my person. But before that, why did no, you No 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 ad
1: hominem ad hominem is when somebody uses a personal insult as supporting evidence? If I prove my case and then call you a moron, that's not an ad hominem. You don't have to use it to support
3: your case, but that's neither here or there. Why did you switch the subject?
1: What subject did I switch?
3: Alright, we were talking about intersex people and whether or not it's necessary to have that group as a gender. For a blanket term for genders in between, or to just take people who are intersex and just put them in one group or the other group. My Why is, is that well, an so issue for
1: you? That? Well, one, there's been fucking mountains of research written on this issue, and you do not want to acknowledge it. Research about what specifically? How to define male and female. The well, The exact issue you say you're concerned with. But you've
3: already defined it just a couple, just a little bit ago. You said a male is someone who has mostly male attributes and a woman is someone who has mostly women attributes. I think that's a fine definition. Why
1: so, do you need to tell an intersex person how to live in life? Well, Why is that important to. to you? What, how is it useful to society?
3: Wait, specifically how is what useful to society?
1: You're like, well, if they've got more male traits, who is the arbiter of whether they have more male traits or female traits?
3: Oh, well, we already know which traits are. We already know what the genetic, what the uh, uh, gender traits are: Um, testosterone levels, estrogen levels, bone mass density. um, uh, Obviously, genitalia. You know, chromosomes. We already know the traits, so it's not hard to decide where you rank on each of those. And biologists
1: and geneticists. Have had this discussion about all those different categories, and no matter how you defined it, it left people—a person that you would consider a woman—out. And to think I could explain the 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 term. Shut the fuck up. The terms are not broad enough for what we see in nature. Well, and how about we do one for science? why do you why right do you here, need right do why it. do you Let's need why right is now. your why is your brain not capable of having more nuance it's not a black and white issue as most things aren't
3: because it's a lot easier than people on
1: the left want easier to be. for who this is exactly what no 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 it's a lot more complicated than right wingers make it you out to be
3: say, you guys say that for every
1: issue. That's
3: your. That's always no, the no, 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 no. This is the problem, with, on, up, up. Up. the problem with hold on. Shut up. Shut up. Decision
1: to be made. The problem with right wingers is they need everything broken down into like a bumper sticker saying, and there is nothing mm-hmm. in life that is goddamn like that. Well, when
3: you solve complicated equations, you're supposed you to the, break them down and, and to smaller pieces. A, so let's do
1: that. Let's there's do that right a right here. Let's break a t-
3: it down to smaller pieces. Hold on.
1: There's a Tim okay. Minchin song called "The Fence," and it has fantastic mm-hmm. lyrics like. To stop uh, people uh, divide the world into black and white to stop them feeling frightened because you can't fucking you can't put your mind around something you can't comprehend. It scares you. Are you religious? Yeah, I am. You have an agenda. That's the problem. You th- you you have to prove that God made man and woman, or otherwise your entire fucking worldview falls apart, doesn't it?
3: All right. What about people who are atheists and still share my worldview? What about them?
1: They're not informed. But I'm saying you okay. have an agenda, and I don't know. I I don't know many
3: so people like that. I'm, I'm sure they attitude. exist. It's either oh, it must be their religion, or or they just must not be informed. Why okay. is it? Why okay.
2: is
1: it that it's you and Matt Walsh and other theocratic assholes constantly bringing it up and obsessing over? it? Matter of fact, hey, if you want to uh, do. You, uh, I assume that you have some kind of concern for the children. Do you know how many pastors are arrested every year for molesting children? Maybe maybe instead of attacking trans people, you should attack some of the assholes in your fucking congregations that molest children, cuz it's rampant. Well, I don't That's a far more pressing issue than how care. you feel about intersex people.
3: I don't see any reason to not I don't see any reason to not take care of both problems then. that's pretty fun to me oh, I hate How? Oh, okay, ho, ho, ho,
1: ho, ho. how is there a problem with intersex people or trans people? How is there a problem?
3: Again, the problem comes when they start I would say asking but making me to do things or to go with their belief system when I don't believe it in the first place. That's the there's problem. no
1: belief system
3: So far. So far. There's no belief. Service. You're the one brilliant with a belief insurance. system.
1: Yes, and, and and might and I and add, might add especially about. being from the South where blue laws are still incredibly prevalent, you're the ones trying to force your belief system on other people. We're going to get into that because I'm going to cover the March for Life here in a second. You want to talk about indoctrination? Fuck off.
3: On one second, breaking up unless you hear me.
1: Yes, I hear you.
3: Okay, okay, there we go. There, all right, cool, cool. All right, well, then, in the sake, in the sake of union, let's take this one issue apart and let's and let's divide until we get to some uh, what would you say common ground or consensus. Why don't we take a look at that intersex issue and see if we can break it down to see whether or not we could just fit someone in one group or the other.
1: It's none oh, of your so fucking of business. It's none of your fucking business. How how someone else identifies with their gender expression has no bearing on your life whatsoever.
3: Who cares if it's my business or not? There's a problem. I here. care. So what problem? Down, what problem?
1: problem? Articulate
3: the problem. Um... Two, massively different, two massive groups of people arguing on this one issue. It's highly politicized. It's uh, it's highly it's, uh,
1: politicized by people like you who have an agenda. People like Matt Walsh. Hey, shut the fuck up. A
3: problem.
1: It's highly politicized by somebody by like Matt Walsh who wants to uh, focus on culture war nonsense instead of uh, letting you listen to me about economic issues because you'd agree with me. And then we'd all tear the system down. Matt Walsh is paid I've, by billionaires to keep you fighting with me, you dumbass. Wake up. Either way, there's a problem, so obviously, so let's get
3: to
5: What's the bottom the, of it. What that's
1: fucking problem? You can't make you something problem. a problem. You, you can't make something a problem side, and then say we need the, to solve it. Nobody else has a fucking said, problem. You have a problem. That's the a you issue. On
3: my side are trying to split the people apart, so that's a problem. That's a problem you need to deal with. That sounds like a problem. If that was true, that would sound hey, like hey, a
1: problem hey. everyone needs to deal with. You, 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 you said you were religious. Mm-hmm. Is that brand of religion Christianity? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. What did Jesus say about loving other people? Oh gosh, that treating them know, as your religion, as, religion. as as they were yourself. Yes. 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 Are you doing that? How? If you were a trans person, wouldn't you want somebody to use your proper pronouns? Isn't that the Jesus thing to fucking do? That would be nice. That wouldn't be loving. There's a difference.
3: What exactly is... Bullshit!
1: Bullshit! No, 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 no. You believe in the Republican Jesus, dude. You don't believe in the actual Jesus of the Bible. Fuck off. Jesus accepted people for who they were. He hung is there out. Such
3: thing as tough he would love he is would be thing? right
1: there with the trans people. Is there such thing as tough love, Justin? You're an idiot. Tough love is there such Bullshit. Is Bullshit. That's just is some nonsense such thing? you
3: made up. What tough love? I made yes. that up. Jesus that
1: Jesus loves marginalized people. Jesus wasn't about fucking tough love. Jesus said I I pointed it out to if you. Someone If someone you really
3: loved had a huge drug problem, would it be loving for you to say? How are you you how are you comparing
1: trans issues to a drug problem? I told you what the DSM says the treatment is for trans The DSM says the treatment is transitioning, which would mean other people calling them by their preferred pronouns. That would be the Jesus thing to do. And you are making up every excuse you can to be a fucking bigot. How do you not see that? Your fucking Bible tells you to treat people the way you would want to be treated, but you don't fucking do it. You don't follow Jesus. You haven't given everything you own to the poor. If you people actually acted like Jesus, we wouldn't have a fucking issue. I know. I, how, how
3: come you don't see that you have just completely went down a completely different path from what we were initially talking
1: about? How do you, you not see you're not following the, the fucking Bible? Because you've never read the goddamn thing, have you?
3: I do, but it's a pretty big book. You've never (laughs) read the goddamn book. I've read quite a couple of them, and I'm not.
1: Well, I told you what Jesus Jesus said to do, and you you want to make up excuses to be a bigot, and you want to justify it with your goddamn religion. And I'm not here for it. I don't
3: think Jesus would
1: do that because Jesus said, "I know he would." It's in the fucking Bible. Jesus said that this,
3: his father said that he made man and woman.
1: That's pretty clear cut. Yes, that's in Genesis, and it also said that he made the sun on the third day. Do you know how a day is measured? I know how we measure it. That doesn't mean not does it doesn't
3: mean everything in the Bible is supposed to be interpreted literally. Yes, but so, something. Oh, so are, maybe are, man are and woman isn't supposed to now. be interpreted
1: literally, you stupid fuck. Oh, it's, well, not, supposed to, it's not supposed to be interpreted why literally when Jesus said, give everything you own to, to the poor. Literally? It's not supposed to be interpreted literally when he said, treat it the people the way you would want to be treated. No, you guys make up your own caveats, so you don't actually have to why follow the think- Bible, and it's sickening.
3: Why do you think men and women shouldn't be interpreted literally? Why don't you think that?
1: Why? Because I have proven that gender traits are bimodal. I have shown you that biologists and geneticists say that the terms do not properly describe nature. That's the thing. You want to, you want to believe in a fucking book of mythology and you want to try to warp the facts to fit your stupid-ass book.
3: Well, my views on gender doesn't really come from the Bible. It comes from what I observe in nature. It comes from reason.
1: You've not used any reason. Okay, well, let's
3: go back so I can use some reason. Intersex oh. people. Should they be split into either man or woman, or should they have a group of their own? Let's investigate. Gender gender, uh, um, uh, gender attributes. Let's take one. Anyone. Let's take, um, uh, what, were we, what were we saying? Testosterone, for instance. Okay, one has got some single number of testosterone in them.
1: As they create, so okay, why can't we okay, just okay.
3: Divide a line.
1: Hold on. Why can't we just? Do you know what the fucking Olympics and the NCAA uses a dividing line? And do you know who that's hurt more than anybody? Cis women. Mm-hmm. It is disqualified mm-hmm. cis women mm-hmm. from competition because their testosterone levels were elevated. Because any fucking measurement, any kind of of uh, uh, box you try to put around it, people mm-hmm. don't fall into it. That's the problem. I keep saying it, no matter Let's how you define. And, 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 and I'm telling you, the better box is by having other categories like non-binary. That's what we're doing, you stupid fuck. How do you Let's not get that? the third box. Let's take our two. Boxes Why do you need the false dichotomy? False dichotomy. Why do you need? Why do you need the world to be black and white?
3: Well, it's not actually a false dichotomy because a false. Why dichotomy do you need?
1: Why do you need the world to be black and white for you? Why do you need man and woman when we have already proven that that is inadequate? Because because look at the trouble it's caused already.
3: Keeping what things, trouble? Here's the problem. It, it the problem isn't that things aren't black and white. That's fine. I can deal with that. The problem is you guys are keeping things as vague as possible. So Nobody's being vague. So that that no, 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 no 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 no. No, no, no.
1: The biologists who have written mountains of research on this are not being vague. You just choose I'm not, not to go and actually read up on the subject.
3: I'm not talking about the biologists. Well, in
1: order to have an objective definition, you have to have an arbiter of that. And I turn to the science. No, you don't. In order
3: to have a definition, you need two things, and only two things. You need these two things to define a word. One, Everything that you and I agree should be included in that definition. Me and I, you and, and I two, agreeing on I re- something has nothing to fucking do with a
1: definition.
3: And, and two, yes it does, because this, de- this is how you determine whether or not a definition works. Alright? Oh my god, are here's you a, a linguist? Here's an example. Do you even know what here's you're talking an, about? No, but I can reason. Now here's an example. No, you can't. Uh, you have not
1: reason. And you can't tell me that a religious person believes in reason. Here's an example.
3: Well, let's say uh, we define a dog. We, we we define a dog as a living organism with uh, with uh, dog DNA. All right. Okay. Well, that's good. Now we can take any two things, both of us, and agree exactly what should fit in that definition and what exactly should not. And guess what? Guess what? what, guess what?
1: There there are yeah. plenty. There are plenty of uh, dogs that you wouldn't really know if they're wolves. Or if they're dogs, because they're kind of in the middle of the evolution. Oh yes, we do. Yes, we do. Oh no, we don't.
3: Dog, because our definition was dog DNA. What is dog DNA? Organism, dog
1: DNA is a dog. What is dog DNA? You can't say dog some. D- you can't ask. D- you can't say that you have a definition of somebody of something, and then I have to ask you, well, what is dog DNA? That's not a fucking definition. Good lord. Okay.
3: Dog DNA then is any DNA that's ninety-nine point nine 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 seven percent identical to the average DNA to average DNA of a canine.
1: Pollywoggy, well, Thank now you for being a freaking follower. What does that mean?
3: That means take a living organism with a DNA strand, and if it's very, very similar, this as similar as I've just defined, nine point ninety nine point nine nine
1: nine seven percent similar. That's like the percentage we, we share with, with like chimpanzees and, and shit. That's how close What's we that? are to chimpanzees. Okay, throw another nine on it. That's what I'm saying. Is like w- there are transitional beings between that the evolution. Mean the definition's broken. That just means it has to be a
3: little more precise. All right. So no, 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 no.
1: That means that the definition doesn't actually cover everything, and that's okay. Things don't have to be black and white.
3: But that doesn't mean the definition can't cover everything. We
1: just. Why are you? Why are there. you so concerned with definitions? You keep. I've still yet to see you, you. You keep co- referring to a problem. I don't know what the problem is. Okay, here's the problem: two groups of
3: people are very angry at each other because they can't agree on whether or not, or they can't agree. Uh, on the elements of this uh, transgender
1: argument. Okay, That's one the problem. Okay, it once, again, who the once again, problem. once again, once again, it doesn't matter. Nobody caused a problem. Trans people didn't cause a problem by existing. Bigots caused a problem, caused the by problem by getting upset about their existence. It doesn't matter who caused the problem. There, the there is, is the there problem. is no fucking problem. Your problem is made up, and is? it is used as a. W- Shut the fuck up. The, you your, your, your the problem. problem you guys have a problem. None of us have a problem.
3: It takes two people to have a disagreement. No, 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 no no, 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 no. No, a, a group They're... can't disagree. A person you...
1: can disagree with itself in that sense. In that sense, you guys have a belief in bullshit. That's the problem. It
3: doesn't matter. The point is, there is a problem, and two groups of people are... The problem is you're not That's educated the problem, on the issue,
5: no? and I keep, I keep telling you where to go and get educated.
1: But you would rather, you'd is, rather listen to Matt Walsh, who is using this culture war nonsense to to make fucking money. To make money off of idiot bigots.
3: That's the problem. That's the, prob- the problem is actually capitalism at each other. That's a problem. Is that not a problem? Tell me, hold, a on, problem? hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm
1: I'm angry so is that a because a Hold on. Fuck shut yet. the fuck up. I'm angry because you guys keep attacking my friends and people I love. What a What the fuck are you angry about?
3: I'm not angry about anything. I'm actually quite peaceful. So then why do you keep bringing up this issue? Sure, and I told you why, because there's a problem. What's a problem? People are fighting against each
1: other. That's a problem. Is that not a problem? If you would acknowledge what biologists and geneticists say and realize that you're wrong, we We wouldn't have a problem. No, you won't. For the millionth time, male and female are labels that humans created to describe nature, but nature does not fit in that box. There are people born with both sex organs. There are people born with no sex organs. There are people born with dicks so small uh, doctors think they are clits. There are people born with clits so big that doctors think they are dicks. And there's everything in between. Gender traits are bimodal. And they are distributed across a normal curve. Using the empirical rule... We can determine that the distribution matches the normal curve, therefore confirming that gender traits are indeed naturally occurring, that trans people are naturally occurring. If you do not understand what I'm talking about, then you're a fucking idiot and I can't help you. But hey, right-wingers are morons. (laughs) confirmation bias and cognitive dissonance are hell of drugs I don't think our caller was a dumb person but smart people can convince themselves of a lot of dumb shit especially if they're trying to protect a belief like religion if you think I lost then you are not very bright, and you did not understand what I just said, and you should understand your depth and sit the fuck down. I am more than happy to present anybody uh, with biologists telling you that you're wrong. (laughs) But if you want to protect your little beliefs in God, I'm going to point to your Bible and say, Hey, the Bible says... uh, Treat people the way they would want to be treated, so use the correct pronouns or you're an asshole and you are directly violating a tenet of the deity you you claim to believe in. I have never deleted a comment anywhere, and everyone in my chat just laughed their asses off at the notion I'd delete a comment. I fucking deleted comments. 272 comments. I responded to pretty much everybody. If you can't see comments, then you should go up here, hit sort by, and click newest first. Because more than likely, YouTube defaulted to most relevant. And because there's 272 comments, they weeded them out. But you're too stupid to know how the internet works. Your comments are there. Nobody deleted them. Right-wingers are fucking morons. Holy shit. Go do what I just told you. And switch to newest first. Go on. I didn't delete anybody. I'm telling you, everybody in this chat just laughed their ass off at the idea. See? Do you see how it says top comments here? You're an idiot. If you clicked newest first and then scroll down, who am I looking for? Israel Davidoff. Uh, Did you start your own thread or... Did you respond to somebody else? I mean, I don't see your comments, but you might have responded to somebody else. I mean, I'm not going to spend all day fucking looking through here, but I mean, does it look like I fucking deleted comments? Was it even this video? Because I assure you, I don't delete comments. Not only do I not delete comments, I'm getting ready to fucking read some. This doesn't make good uh, content. I don't know where the fuck you're at, but I assure you... No one deleted you. (laughs) Exactly! Exactly! Why would it make any fucking sense that all these people... Trying to put me down that I would absolutely leave there and I would delete your comments. Was it this video? Was it another video? I don't fucking know. Good Lord. Let me, let me go find, uh... They were held for review, Maybe Nope, nope, nope. Don't know, don't care. You probably didn't even comment. Now you're trying to make yourself out to be a victim. It's a pretty right-wing move. Even a lesbian weighed in on it, and I disagreed with it. Yeah, because they were wrong. And also... I don't give a shit if they were a lesbian. They are lesbian turfs. Being a lesbian doesn't make them an expert on gender issues.
4: Good lord.
1: Fuck, right-wingers are stupid. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yes. I think you're absolute fucking idiots. Speaking of fucking idiots... Meatloaf was seriously ill with COVID days before his death. Rock legend Meatloaf was seriously ill with COVID-19 just days before his death on Thursday, according to a report. Sources told TMZ that the 74-year-old Bat Out of Hell star was due to attend a business dinner earlier this week for a show he was working on based on his classic hit, I would do anything for love,
6: but I won't
1: give extra. But he canceled because he was seriously ill with COVID-19. Was his condition soon becoming critical? It is not clear if he had been vaccinated. Reps for the Star did not immediately return requests for comments on early Friday. No cause of death was given in the announcement of his death on his official Facebook page. The singer had told the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, if I die, I die, but I'm not going to be controlled. It was very publicly anti-vax mandate, anti-mask mandate. He admitted being terrified of the pandemic despite proudly offering to hug the interviewer telling him, I hug people in the middle of COVID. said it many times on this show don't tug on superman's cape oh i'm scared to death you kidding me but i'm sorry i understood stopping life for a little while but they cannot continue to stop life because of politics right now they're stopping because of politics i i don't know how getting a pandemic under control is politics but sure thing mr loaf It hadn't been a pandemic, and I was interviewing Mitch uh, Meatloaf. I would have been like, "Please hug me." Let me say, Bob has bitch tits. Noted a new report at the time saying the masks we're all wearing are useless. But I've known that for six months. They don't do anything. They don't stop you from getting COVID. They're just a nuisance and make your nose itch and make it so you can't breathe. He complained about a Nazi who shouted, get your mask on now, while he was on a plane, griping. They're power mad now. Man, it was it was so wild watching Wrestle Kingdom from Japan, where everyone in the crowd had a mask on. And I bet Wrestle Kingdom didn't turn out to be a super spreader of it. You know why? Because masks work. And we're going to talk about that here in just a second. Because the Florida Surgeon General was on Fox News lying about masks. And I'm going to show you the evidence that he was lying. Talk about playing politics on behalf of Ron DeSantis. A Chech singer died of COVID, was anti vax well, a Czech folk singer has died from COVID-19
7: after her son says she deliberately caught the virus to obtain a health pass. 57-year-old Hannah Hawker was part of the ban Asana. She had not been vaccinated, and her son says he's speaking out to yeah,
1: other- that's a that's a weird thing when you're sitting in a hospital bed with tubes all in you. Being controlled by machines. I won't be controlled! Of freedom, gurgle, gurgle, gurgle.
7: Others against taking this approach.
8: Yeah.
2: My mom wanted to get sick, so she gets the COVID pass.
7: And she got COVID from you because you were positive at the time.
2: She said to me, and even publicly, she wants to get he was
1: vaccinated so that she's done
2: with COVID.
7: Well, the singer's son believes. As if you can't catch it multiple times. media who were against vaccines influenced his mother's decisions.
1: Anti vax influencers. Jesus Christ. Here is the Florida Attorney General on with Tucker Carlson. This is not the only time we're going to see Tucker tonight. Gotta talk about the m I noticed that Fox News didn't post the segment about the m ms or if they did post it on YouTube, they took it down. I had to do a little searching to find it, because apparently Tucker got a little embarrassed about how stupid he sounded. Here is Dr. Joseph Lapato. I'm sorry, I fucked that up, didn't I? L- Ladipo. 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 Dr. Joseph Latipo, he is the Florida Surgeon General, appointed by Ron DeSantis. We've
0: entered this, it's just a very bizarre period that we're in, where people are just willfully denying data. I mean, I don't know how anyone at this point in the pandemic, having seen country after country, including this country, and state after state, essentially have similar surges throughout this pandemic, Regardless of whether they have mask mandates, whether they force the kids to mask in school.
1: He's straight up lying. Now, there is a CDC study looked at classrooms in Arizona. Even people on the left have said that that study was flawed. But, in interest of fairness, I would like to present to you a couple of red states that did their own studies. Here is Tennessee. Tennessee schools with no opt-out mask policy have lowest COVID-19 case rates, according to the Tennessee Department of Health. Maps provided in the TDH report show the two counties in the state with the current lowest cumulative case rates are Shelby County and Metro Nashville. That's the Tennessee Department of Health. What does the Texas Department of Health say. They compared two districts. One with mask mandates and one without mask mandates. In the Spring County District, 733 cases. In the Humble School District, 2,378 cases. Masks work. They're not foolproof. That's the problem. Right-wingers love to latch on, well, you can still catch it with a mask in order to promote not wearing one, but if everybody wore a mask, the case rates would plummet because it absolutely does prevent the spread. It's not foolproof, but nothing is. Cloth masks have about a 20 to 30% efficacy rate. Surgical masks have about a 70 to 75% efficacy rate. N95s have a 95% efficacy rate. Just like seatbelts aren't necessarily going to stop you from dying in a car crash, but they cut down significantly on the number of deaths in a car crash. But you can't explain statistical analysis to right wingers because they're fucking morons. So this man, the chief medical officer in Florida, is lying on a propaganda outlet.
0: Whether they do the, the whether they adopt the vaccine passports, there's really no substantial difference. So you know, it's I I I feel that so many. Leaders right now are essentially data deniers. I mean, it's right there in front of you.
9: We we have quite a bit of research. But sp- did
1: did they put data on the
9: screen? Very heavily based on the facial cues of the adults in their world and on the facial cues of their peers. So if you don't let five year olds see other people's faces for two years, what do you do to their brains? You know,
0: Tucker, you're totally sharing. You know, one of the saddest
1: wild what do you do to their brains if they can't see faces for two years what the fuck what what do you do if they die of covid last time i checked which was about a week ago 830 children have died i love how right love to like oh it's 0.99 blah 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 survivable for children what's an acceptable number of children to die 830 seems like a hell of a lot to me. And it's most certainly more now. I think it should be zero. Apparently they're part of the pro-life party, but they don't think it should be zero. Studies have shown that exposing children to Tucker's face for even mere minutes per day makes them dumber. Ameru brings up a very good point that watching Fox News actually does make you dumber
0: as parts of this pandemic in terms of health policy at the national level including with high
1: like enough for this health, shit
0: they've basically dehumanized the u.s population the people that live in this country wow instead of being individuals children you know yes. doing the things that make children wonderful right playing you know being worry-free expressing themselves they've sort of Put them in this box where they're spreaders. Of- That's
1: a weird argument to make. When I was uh, when I was saying that during the lockdown, the, the only fucking lockdown we had, like back in the spring of 2020, it was a perfect time to let kids go and play outside, actually be kids, and not have the responsibility of school on their shoulders. Jesus Christ!
0: Viruses, and they have to have their faces covered, despite how unnatural that is. Without really any high quality data showing any benefit and lots of data and parental intuition suggesting harm and tremendous harm. You know, it's completely unnatural.
1: What a lying sack of shit. Fuck me. Apparently Joy Reed had a meltdown over Florida doing well. At least that's what Dan Bongino said. We're going to talk about Florida here in a second, because uh, apparently Bill Maher had a pretty interesting rant. We're going to play a, a piece of it. Some
10: form of cognitive distress. She did this segment last night. Ron DeSantis has her so delusional. Ron DeSantis lives rent-free in the... Now,
1: now remember, remember, we just played a clip of the Florida Surgeon General lying... Talk about delusional. This delusional
10: dunce. Joy Reid's head every single day. Here's Joy Reid. Now that Florida has the lowest COVID numbers in the entire country and has had explosive job growth. Joy Reid wants misery for everyone because she's a liberal nut with 72 masks on because she's crazy. But throw that up. Keith. There's Florida's numbers, by the way, yet last in the entire country in COVID cases. That doesn't mean Joy Reid needs more. COVID and Corona because she needs a, uh, she needs a boogeyman, a Michael Myers type boogeyman. Here's Joy Reed melting down over Florida last night. Because Joy can't handle the success of Florida making her look like the buffoon she is again with her pathetic low ratings and her grotesque show, The Readout, which should be called The Ratings Out, because nobody watches this moron. Check this out.
7: On Sunday, the Florida Republican announced plans to offer unvaccinated cops $5,000 bonuses to relocate to Florida and join police forces there. Rolling out this perverse dystopian tourism ad to the COVID blue line.
1: Are you big on ordering people to Number one killer of cops. It's usually it's usually car wrecks. But for the last two years, the number one killer of cops by far has been COVID. I laugh at fucking cop deaths on Facebook constantly that died of COVID. Cause you know they were anti-vaccine. Comply, but you hate complying with
7: health mandates yourself? Do you dream of arresting people's ability to breathe while you arrest them? Well, pack up your potentially infectious self, your badge, and your gun, and come on down to Florida. Take this taxpayer bonus money and enjoy constant interaction with vulnerable senior citizens you can breathe on. Every breakthrough case and ICU admission is the virus of freedom spreading. And don't forget to sunscreen.
1: That didn't look like a meltdown to me. It looked like she was mocking you. It looked like she was mocking right wingers. That's what fucking people were saying. I was having a meltdown over Matt Walsh. Now I was mocking him. I don't.
10: I'm. I'm. I'm having a hard time. Was that? I mean, was it supposed to be funny? I don't. I don't get because I, I mean, listen, I'm not a particularly uh. funny guy. I don't try to be. You know. No, you're not funny. That's his shtick. It's. It's not it's, intentionally in while, at least. I'm not really a funny guy. Once in a while, I guess some segments of the show can degenerate into humor. I don't know if it's funny or not. I just. What it was that fun? I don't get it. Was it funny? Not intentionally. Joy Reid, right? I mean, is she in such desperation for a show and there are horrendous ratings? Horrendous ratings. Sixty nine so masks. No one watches her. Noise. So like, hey, I might as well all go go all in on the embarrassment. I don't know. I I really can't figure it out. But uh. there's a reason she's got the gold medal in the dopey media talking head Olympics. Oh, you got it. You got the picture. Oh, she's got the the, the gold medal. That stock footage of Joy when she won the gold. Thank you, GIF. Yeah, I forgot we had that. That's good. Not fucking Tucker Carlson. <laughs> uh, but please do Apparently me. having a hard-on for M&M's. App today, follow me. I'm at D-Bongino on local. Subscribe.
1: You know, you so much of right-wing outrage is just projection. Apparently, a pilot... Decided to turn the flight around because the passenger refused to wear a mask. This is the tyranny those right wingers are talking about. United States pilot turns around a UK bound flight after passenger refuses to wear a mask. US airliner headed from Miami, Florida to. Of course it was from Florida! To London, turned around on Thursday because a passenger refused to wear a COVID nineteen mask. The airline said, "American Airlines Flight 38, with service from Miami to London, returned to uh, Miami International Airport due to a disruptive customer refusing to wear." Do we have a? Oh, I was hoping there was going to be a video of it. Shit! They got a long way out, so you can see out over the Atlantic here. Police were waiting when the Boeing 777, carrying 129 passengers and a crew of 14, landed back in Miami. It was about 90 minutes into its journey when it turned around. The first class passenger, because of course they were, entitled jackass, was extremely abusive to the stewards. Fellow first-class passenger Steve Freeman told Florida news outlet Local 10. Mr. Freeman said flight attendants offered the woman several different ev- it was a Karen offered the woman several different masks to wear, but she complained about each one. When the aircraft landed, U.S. police escorted that passenger off the plane without incident. American Airlines said the pending uh, further investigation, the passenger has been placed. On a list of people banned it from flying with the airline. Oh, we do we have video?
5: Me
11: f-
1: f- <laughs> can me Karens, too. I'm not sure if this is the incident that got the plane turned around. This might have just been a yeah, this was from Philadelphia to Miami. Hey, hey,
12: hey, hey, hey.
1: Yeah, this is this isn't the story we were just reading. Oh, this is a compilation. Of different passengers I think they I think they have a rule against taping passengers to seats now
13: oh,
1: I just I thought you needed to see something kind of funny before we watched uh, comedian Bill Moore. Who's not very funny. Not very funny at all. And now, this is is one of those things that makes me incredibly sad. Because I used to be a huge Bill Maher fan. I patterned. I patterned a lot of my career after Bill Maher. I watched real-time religiously. Religiously pun intended up until about four or five years ago now it's 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 been a while since i've been able to stomach bill maher so uh somebody came into the chat and said that uh bill maher went off on a on a real tangent on friday night And then I saw all kinds of right-wing outlets tearing him out. Let's find out what Bill Maher
14: had to say. The COVID deaths by state. This is per 100,000 people. The worst is Mississippi. My home state in New Jersey, four. Fourth worst. New York, sixth worst. West Virginia and Massachusetts are 10 and 11.
1: He's kind of leaving he's kinda of leaving some shit off there because I, I went and actually you know looked up the statistics. Mississippi, Arizona, and Alabama were the worst states. New Jersey is up there. I attribute New Jersey and New York to the fact that they they were hit early on. And they're also colder. You also have Louisiana, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Arkansas, Michigan, West Virginia. Before you get to Massachusetts, there are are blue states over here. But, like, the top ten are red states where restrictions were the least restrictive. New York and New Jersey got hit the hardest at the beginning before we had restrictions right together could there be two Michigan also in the initial way right
14: then West Virginia and Massachusetts and the poster boy for keeping shit open was Florida Massachusetts They're down at 17 so New York and New Jersey did worse than Florida. 17
1: New York and New Jersey did worse than Florida yes Florida is a lot warmer, so you're a lot, a lot more likely to be outside, and we know that open air helps prevent the spread. Hold on. Go back to compare California, shall we? Oh, wait a minute. California is not on this list. California's climate would be more comparable. Florida. California also got hit hard early on. Florida's wave came later. So Florida ranks down here uh one, two, three, four. Florida was twentieth. Unless I fucked up my numbers there. Uh, California didn't even fit on this graph here, but it was like in the 30s somewhere. Also, population density does play into that.
14: Florida. What I'm saying is, well, we did worse because we're a densely populated
15: hub of international travel. Well, so Florida we has a, Florida should have done I mean, <laughs> more.
14: Florida is home to
15: <laughs> but I, but all the, the old the, people the, in America, so data, maybe
14: they should have but, done but more. But the data is crystal clear, and
1: it and it did do bad given the situation, but like they
15: didn't do as bad because it's warm. And this is beyond dispute that the deaths and hospitalizations have been overwhelmingly concentrated among the
14: unvaccinated. If you are fully vaccinated, okay. you have yes. a far lower risk of infection and hospitalization and death. But that's not even the issue we're talking about now. We will get to that. <laughs> what this is saying. is Florida like stayed open. I mean, I, I was just in Florida. I've been there a few times since this started. Half the, of New
12: York has moved
14: there. The, the atmosphere is just different. I'm not moving to Florida. I'm not very wise. I'm just saying, AOC just went to Florida and <laughs> had a good time without a mask Looks hugging like people. Looks like she was having okay? a blast. Okay. I'm just saying, I've been to Florida. The atmosphere was just night and You've
1: day. got to wonder about the reporting in Florida,
14: yes. And everything was... The, the, the Andromeda strain was out there. And you went to Florida. <laughs> you went to Florida. <laughs> and I'm just saying, yes, there are different factors and different... Things, but basically... It's like they stayed open and went on with life, and they didn't do a hell of a lot worse, and maybe did better.
1: So, to... no, didn't maybe do better. God, Bill Maher is stupid. And when you're constantly getting shared out by right wingers, like it's just time to admit that you're a conservative. Oh, maybe, maybe Bill Maher was on that flight though that got turned around. That's why he was pissy this week. Another person who passes themselves off as a Democrat but is really a Republican, Kirsten Cinema got censured by the Arizona Democratic Party. Bernie Sanders on Sunday backed the Arizona Democratic Party's decision to censure Senator Kirsten Cinema for her opposition to reforming filibuster rules to pass voting rights legislation. Uh, I think we've got a clip of Bernie on.
5: Here we are one year into the Biden presidency. Those two key priorities are stalled in the Senate: the social spending bill and climate bill, the election reform legislation.: I did not say your name.: Because I'm Senator glad Trump to and have you Trump back. Cinema won't get on board. How frustrated are you?
11: Well, it's not only those two, it is 50 Republicans who have been adamant of not only in pushing an anti-democratic agenda. Uh, but also opposing our efforts to try to lower the cost of prescription drugs, trying to expand Medicare to include dental, hearing and eyeglasses uh, to improve the disastrous situation in home health care, uh, in child care, to address the existential mm-hmm. threat of climate change. You've got 50 Republicans who don't want to do anything except criticize the president. And then you have, sadly enough, two Democrats who choose to work with the Republicans rather than the president and who have sabotaged the president's effort to address the needs of working families in this country is it frustrating it sure is but my view Donna is we need a new direction a new approach in the senate i think we air- need a primary challenge Katie, to biden negotiating behind uh, closed doors with senators Manchin and senator cinema we need to start voting we need to bring important pieces my pick of the is Katie porter that impact the lives of working families right on to the floor of the Senate. And if the Republicans want to get, vote against lowering the cost of prescription drugs, climate change, home health care, whatever it may be, and if the Democrats, two Democrats want to join them, let the American people see what's happening. Then we can pick up the pieces and pass legislation. So I want to get but to the m- current course of action. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
5: No, I, I want to get to more of that and, and really drill down on what you mean by that in one second. But while we're talking about uh, the two senators, the two Democratic senators, you saw, I'm sure, that the Arizona Democratic Party censured Senator Cinema. Was that appropriate?
11: Good on them, Absolutely too. It was. On that particular vote that she and Manchin cast, we were trying to address the reality that you got 19... St- Rep- Stacey Abrams should have been the head of the DNC. It
1: was, it was a mistake. Not making her the head of the DNC and letting her build the nationwide apparatus. But I'm glad she is doing incredibly well in Georgia and may very well be the next governor, especially with the infighting in the Republicans.
11: Republican states all over this country are undermining the foundations of American democracy, trying to make it harder for people of color, young people, people with disabilities to vote, coming up with extreme gerrymandering taking action against independent election officials. And it is so important that we protect American democracy, that we stand up to the big lie of Trump and his allies, that he really won the election. Uh, and, and they undermine that effort. I think what the Arizona Democrats did was exactly right.
5: Would you be willing to campaign against either Senator Cinema and or Senator Manchin in a Democratic I
11: bet he would. Well, that's a long way coming. That they're not up until it is, 20,
5: yeah, twenty-four.
11: But if there were strong candidates in those states who were prepared to stand up for working families, who understand that the Democratic Party has got to be the party of working people, taking on big money interests, if those candidates were there in Arizona and West Virginia, yes, I would be happy to support them.
1: We can pretty much say that Kirsten Cinema will not be reelected in Arizona. This piece from Slate, Arizona Democrats have turned on Kirsten Sinema. Just 8% of her party's voters view the senator favorably. What could she be thinking? There's been a lot of speculation. Like, is she going to run for president as a Republican? What the fuck? What's her, what's her game plan here? Polling data can be hard to parse, but like... Yeah, I understand money and I understand her corporate backers, but like if she loses her Senate seat, she's not useful to them anymore. What's the long term game plan? Does she just not care? She doesn't have any more ambitions beyond this one term as a senator? It seems incredibly odd. And also, full disclosure, I had the biggest crush on Kirsten Cinema in the mid-2000s, but we're talking she was a anti-war Green Party. Fucking (laughs) much different person than she is today. Polling data can be hard to parse, and it's never smart to extrapolate the views of an entire population from the results of a single survey. All the same, by any measure, it appears that Arizona Democrats are not too pleased with the job performance of their senior senator. Take a gander at this absolutely wild graph uh from Civics via the Daily Coast tracking Arizona Dems view on Senator Kirsten Cinema. Uh this is from January 14th. Good lord. That line just bottomed the fuck out. <laughs> yes, she uh she was the first elected member of the House who was openly bisexual. She was an anti-war protester in the Iraq War. She was a member of the Green Party and was an activist. Activist got her elected in Arizona, which is why you've seen her favorabilities drop. Tones, it was a different time. It was a different time. I don't know what was up with her. But my God, that's a, that's a hell of a fucking dip. And Mark Kelly, who has been more progressive than I would have guessed based on his rhetoric. Mark Kelly has been a good senator. I mean all of these guesses she went insane, hiding her power level. all those are good guesses, I mean, equally plausible uh all right, let's talk about the fact that the Trump documents have been released. January 6th committee that the National Archives had Supreme Court did not side with Trump and block the request and here's one of the big stories coming out of that treasure trove of documents January 6th committee probing the Trump plan to use military to potentially seize voting machines Benny Thompson, chairman of the House Select Committee that is investigating the January 6th Capitol riot, revealed on Sunday that the panel has spoken with former Attorney General William Barr about an apparent plan by the Trump administration that would have involved the military seizing voting machines. we got a, we got a there piece of video also, here. There uh,
7: was another story significant. Politico published the text of a draft executive order that had been presented to...
1: Hold on. Let me flip it out here. I can make it big.
7: There was also uh, another story significant. Politico published the text of a draft executive order that had been presented to President Trump in December of 2020 to have the defense secretary. She
1: could be sociopathic. ...machines
7: in battleground states. Multiple news organizations have now reported this. Um, Do you intend to go to the attorney general, Bill Barr? Uh, to ask him about this, I mean, how do you follow up on an uh, on this kind of allegation and the paperwork to back it up?
2: Well, yes, we do. To be honest with you, we've had conversations with the former Attorney General already. Uh, we've talked to Department of Defense individuals. Uh, we are concerned uh, that our military uh, was part of this big lie on promoting. Uh, That the election was false. So if you are using the military uh, to potentially. I don't know what's more plausible. uh, Even though it's a discussion, uh, the public needs to know we've never had that before. And so any of these individuals uh, who are participating in trying to stop the election, the duly election of a president. uh, And if we can document it, uh, we will share it with uh, the public.
7: I just want to follow up on something you said. Do you have proof that there was someone inside the United States military working on this premise of actually we seizing have, voting machines?
2: Well, we have information uh, that between the Department of Justice, a plan uh, was put forth uh, to potentially seize voting machines in the country and utilize. Uh, Department of Defense assets uh, to There's make. It's like
1: that. a Mike Lindell
2: plan. This the My Pillow guy.
1: Order. There was actually
7: an operational plan.
2: Uh, well, no, not an operational plan, but just the draft itself.
7: Okay,
2: is is reason enough to believe that it was being proposed? Our job is to get to the facts and circumstances of how far did they go. Uh, we do know that a potential uh, person was identified to become the attorney general of the United States, who would communicate with certain states uh, that the election uh, on their situation had been fraudulent and not to produce certified documents. Well, we understand that. So we will move forward on that investigation, and we will look and see uh, specifically how far that plan went.
7: That's incredible uh, will the former attorney General Bill Barr testify to you will you seek out other members of the military I mean they
1: didn't they, they attempted a coup well there, there were multiple facets to the plan of how to overturn the election
2: uh, deemed necessary and important to our investigation uh, some will talk to some That's a heavy question Dip. under oath others will offer uh, hearing opportunities, but
1: I mean, I'm not I'm not
2: death penalty as we develop this information. Uh, we will I'm not pro prepare, death penalty uh, presented to the public. Uh, we plan at this point to have a series of uh, public hearings uh, mm-hmm. showing uh, the use of federal assets, Department of Justice, uh, Department of Defense uh, and other agencies to actually uh stop the duly election uh, of a president. So uh, we'll do it in in due time.
1: Well, the people are getting anxious here because we're not seeing any movement. Meanwhile, you know, we're dangerous and close to the fascists taking back over. If 2022 Goes the way a lot of people are predicting it because the the fervor is with the far right. Like we see with the thousands who gathered for the March for Life protest as the Supreme Court weighs Roe v. Wade. Now my hope is if the if the Supreme Court actually does tear apart Roe v. Wade, I don't think they're gonna completely overturn it. My hope is is that we would see a fervor on the left, and because there's more of us than there are of them, 2022 won't be the slaughter that a lot of people have predicted it to be. Temperatures hovered at around 20 degrees as thousands gathered in Washington, D.C. for the 49th annual March for Life protest. The march occurs around the anniversary of the Supreme Court's Roe v. Wade decision, January 22nd. 1973, and this year, there's a growing sentiment among the protesters that it could be the last march before Roe is possibly overturned. We are hoping and praying that this year, 2022, will bring us historic change for life. According to March for Life President Dean Mancini, Roe is not settled law, she said to cheers from the crowd. One attendee at the march Macy Butler, a retired teacher from Silver Spring, uh, Michigan, tells NPR that she had a little hope this year that abortion would no longer be protected on the federal level. Wait a minute, MD isn't Michigan, is it? It's Maryland. Oh, 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 see how many white people you can uh, find in the time-lapsed video here. This is the march in about 45 seconds. I guess it's moving a little too fast for us to see the sea of milky white. Oh, you know it. a hell of a crowd once again there is there is motivation on the right and they are being worked into a frenzy by right wing propaganda I mean when you're being fed a daily diet of the Marxists are coming for you and it's a communist takeover of your country, Joe Biden's a commie apparently john cena spoke at the 2022 march for life or maybe it's not actually john cena because we can see him what the fuck like am i the only one that sees this Welcome
7: to the podium father mike Schmidt!
1: <laughs> that is a sea of milky white faces
10: Wow, um, it is an honor, incredible honor to be able to be here with you um, today.
1: You guys have been troopers. Am I, the only, am I the only one that sees it? Does the dude look like John Cena, or is that just me? So cold
10: and there's no chairs anywhere. That's the hard part. Um, you know, my, my first, the first speech I ever gave in my entire life was in eighth grade. <laughs> and uh, they, we got a chance to choose
1: any topic, any argument. If only he was John Cena, he'd be making fucking... Cool-ass jokes and shit. Highly recommend Peacemaker. Excellent show. I'm going to watch the fourth episode after we get off from here. Here is uh, Mike Pence being at the Summit for Life.
8: How times have changed. Today, a new administration is... I love you, too. (laughs) I (laughs) love you, too.
1: This is clearly the evangelical wing of the Republican Party, not the Trump wing. The Trump wing was chanting, hang Mike Pence.
8: New administration is advancing abortion on demand at home and abroad. What? President Joe Biden even abandoned his longstanding support for the Hyde Amendment. And now supports taxpayer funding of abortion all the way up to the moment of birth. Now more than ever, I say to this what? generation, we need new conservative majorities in the House and the Senate, and the time has come for the Supreme Court of the United States to return the question of life to the states and the
1: people. Seriously, they don't live in reality.
8: And traveling across our great nation those past four years. I want to encourage each and every one of you. I thought I could
1: get through to our friend, what was it, Jeremiah or whatever? Good Lord. It was like talking to a rock. Not the rock. The pro-life generation. A rock.
8: And thanks to all of you, life is winning in America again. It's true. And never doubt the American people are on our side. I believe a majority of the highest court in the land is on our side.
1: They are not on your side. The
8: choice before the Supreme Court is the same choice that voters will face in the next election. It's a choice between two distinct worldviews that are as far apart as the East is from the West. The left believes the children are a burden. We know that children are a gift from God.
1: What? what? Liberal leaders are who speaking... Who, who, who in the... Vo- what? The left believes that children are a burden. The fuck is he talking about? I'm going to quote... I believe he's a pastor. His name is Dave Barnhart. I, I usually bring this up whenever we get into the... Pro-life arguments. Just because... He said it better than I ever could. The unborn are a convenient group of people to advocate for. They never make demands of you. They are morally uncomplicated. Unlike the incarcerated, addicted, or the chronically poor, they don't resent your condescension or complain that you are not politically correct. Unlike widows, they don't ask you to question the patriarchy. Unlike orphans, they don't need money, education, or childcare. Unlike aliens, they don't bring all that racial, cultural, and religious baggage that you dislike. They allow you to feel good about yourself without any work to creating or maintaining relationships and when they are born you can forget about them because they cease to be unborn you can love the unborn and advocate for them without substantially challenging your own wealth power or privilege without reimagining social structures apologizing or making reparations to anyone they are in short the perfect people to love if you want to claim you love Jesus but actually dislike people who breathe prisoners Immigrants, the sick, the poor, widows, orphans, all the groups that are specifically mentioned in the Bible, they all get thrown under the bus for the unborn. I can't say it any better than that. That's the link to the original post. But it's just its just like the conversation with our friend that called in. He's not following the Bible. The only thing the Bible has to say about abortion is how to perform one. If you don't believe me, hold on a second. God, I can't remember the verse now. Uh, numbers five, verse 16, and the priest shall bring her near and set her before the Lord and the priest shall take holy water and an earthenware vessel and take some of the dust that is on the floor of the tab- tabernacle and put into the water. And the priest shall set the woman before the Lord, and unbind the hair of the woman's head, and place her in the hands, uh, and in her hands the grain offering of remembrance, the grain offering of jealousy. And in his hands the priest shall have the water of bitterness that brings the curse. There you go. We uh we watched the Senator uh the Senate candidate smoking a fat blunt on the on the freak show on Friday night. I played that for Sparkles. I will clip it and put it up on the YouTube. Cause I got I got I got some really fun stuff to get to here. Unfortunately, this isn't it. This is more Mike Pence. Abortion industry. Apparently, he compared abortion to eugenics.
8: ...be the profits from their suffering. Abortion is even being used as a tool of eugenics for the elimination of children of the wrong sex
1: or race. Or the- what? What? Now, I, like, here's the thing is I can totally understand, like, if you know a child has a severe disability, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to abort it. But that's a personal choice. That's not my choice to make for anybody. But, like, if you you have the view that, like, the quality of life won't be as good, because I've brought this up before, the... Congressional hearings before Roe v. Wade, where public pressure was building to legalize abortion, they were held by these women who, uh, they had been affected by this chemical from Britain. It was the Brits that did it. There was this chemical and I don't remember, I don't remember how it it got into the babies or into the water or whatever chemical was causing mass birth defects and these children were being born and only living for like a year or two and these women saw them like live a life of suffering and thought that it would have been better to abort them than to let them live for a couple of years in pain which makes perfect sense that the name of it we'll learn something Uh, Probably, if it's talking about birth defects in 1952, that seems... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the late 1950s and early 1960s, the use of thalidomide in 46 countries by women who were pregnant or who subsequently became pregnant resulted in the biggest man-made medical disaster ever, resulting in more than 10,000 children born with a range of severe deformities Oof. but that's a that's a morality call a government shouldn't be making that call that should be between a doctor and the person carrying a child
8: today more than two-thirds of all babies with down syndrome in the united states are killed in their mother's womb
1: what is that true this must end. And I mean, based on the severity, I can understand, like, you're not wanting them to... This l- Governor of Indiana, I was proud to sign a law... Because good goddamn, you motherfuckers don't make it easy to survive in this country. You right-wing assholes that have destroyed the social safety net and the living standards of the citizens of this country. You don't make it easy to live. Fuck. Banning
8: elective abortion based on a child's race, gender, or disability, and we must end this injustice nationwide, and we must end it
1: now. I I have a big doubt about that number.
8: Now, Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, once wrote that eugenics. In her words, was quote, the most. Margaret Sanger
1: was a piece of shit. That doesn't mean that Planned Parenthood is a piece of shit now.
8: And social problems, close quote. (laughs) Abject racism. And today, Planned Parenthood shamelessly builds on Margaret Sanger's legacy.
1: Recording. they're out here spreading lies about masks and vaccination and getting people killed the fucking pro-life party here at the pro-life summit all in for life Mike fucking Pence in black and Hispanic
8: neighborhoods
1: up is down black is white Socrates is dancing with a dog over here what the fuck And apparently, Project Veritas is now actual journalism. They were platformed by the hill this morning. Because it reminds people of what... I did... I did scrub through the video a little bit there to see if Ryan Grimm actually t- got to speak. I was wondering if Ryan Grimm... I have not watched any of this. I I just wondered, was it all Robbie sucking his dick? Or did Ryan push back on James O'Keefe bullshit? This is the founder, Project Veritas. We're going to go through a list of all the shady shit he's been involved in after we listen to this shit. Because make no, make no mistake about it, he is a fraud. And then after we go through the list of all the bullshit he's been involved in, I'm going to play you the absolute Most cringe video you have ever seen in your life. It is a song and dance
6: number by James O'Keefe. Our next guest is here to take us inside his brand new book, American Muckraker, Rethinking Journalism for the 21st Century by Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe. It's Journalism. On undercover citizen journalism, covering themes of power, privacy, and means and ends, and taking history of how the modern corporate media apparatus came to be. James O'Keefe, thanks for joining I, us.
1: I have a big problem. I have no problem with anybody interviewing, debating assholes. I, I live for it. My problem is, is like advertising his book like that and, and legitimizing him as if he actually does have something to say about journalism.
6: Good morning, everyone. So before uh, we get into your book, I wanted to ask you about uh, your lawsuit uh, against The New York Times. Uh, you've had some success with that. Can you tell us what's going on?
13: Well, we're which is insane. The Times for defamation in March of 2021 after they called our videos in Minnesota deceptive. The New York Times was forced to answer our defamation complaint, which is very rare because you have to get past motion to dismiss. You have to prove actual malice because I'm a public figure. The New York Times admitted in court documents in their answer that they got the facts wrong in that article from September 2020 they said it was not illegal what Leban Muhammad was doing with his ballots but in the court documents they said it was illegal to harvest more than three ballots and the New York Times has yet to correct the article so we get attacked for being oh dis-
1: I don't think that's true we that incident you is that you got it wrong and
13: still in are this under- that that dude is upset journalism ethics in, in clown world,
1: when they project... As as I was doing the research on, like, the pushback against O'Keefe, I had an interview with the guy he is referencing just then. And I'm like, well, it's, it's going to take up too much time to play all of this. Because let me tell you, this is a fucking long-ass list of bullshit James O'Keefe has done. On to us, what they
13: do. And then, of course, after the FBI raid, the New York Times... Publishes my attorney-client privileged memos and tries to compare uh, it to the Pentagon. The
1: FBI raid on him. But there's more. And on Project Veritas.
15: And so on the question of uh, journalism ethics, and I I think uh, Project Veritas and everybody else is fully within their rights to file defamation claims against the media. There's no defamation right in the First Amendment. You defame somebody, then you have to. You you really have to defend the claims that you have made. But where, where I've been critical of Project Veritas on this particular lawsuit is the prior restraint that you sought against the New York Times. And so to give people background, you're, you're in this lawsuit. Uh, it, it appears that, you know, so you, you guys had to turn over documents as a part of discovery. Some of those documents then wound up in the New York Times. The most logical conclusion would be that the lawyers leaked those documents to their reporters, uh, which, should be condemned if that's what happened because you have to respect the sanctity of attorney-client privilege and these lawsuits. That All of that aside, seeking prior restraint, telling a journalistic outfit that it can't publish something, to me, is crossing a line that is dangerous because prior restraint... Which Thank you, Ryan! You have this information, but you can't publish it. To me, really runs up against the First Amendment and really, ultimately, will be used against organizations in the future... Like yourself, are you concerned about the precedent that that would set?
13: Well, I'm. I, well, first of all, it's not prior restraint; it's litigation misconduct. This is a case of a case of first impression. Okay, where we're suing the New York Times for defamation. We get past motion to dismiss. A judge in New York says the New York Times engaged in deception and disinformation by by putting an opinion in the first sentence of an of an article, and then Facebook, Robbie, banned our video because of what the New York Times said. So. Uh, when you publish the other side's attorney-client privilege documents, this is Ben Barr, the attorney of record in the defamation lawsuit. Uh, the, the In American jurisprudence, the attorney-client relationship is sacrosanct. The first one has its limits. It's not absolute. It's not absolute. And the press has a special obligation to to um, uh, oversee itself when, in a country when they're more powerful than all three branches of the government. And you're right, uh, you're right, defamation is not a First Amendment right. You can't intentionally lie about someone with actual malice. And by the way, where is the indignation from Dean Baquet at the New York Times for the government raiding my home? I mean, I don't know, Robbie, you're a libertarian. Where is the outrage? Yeah. They, it, a source send me, sends me a sends The outrage document? is over here, yeah, we're outraged. Yeah, it's, but absolutely. The, but, where, but where is the- I, I don't
1: know, I don't. State yeah. About, they- They have been involved in some shady shit, and we know that James O'Keefe has committed federal crimes in the past, so the FBI raiding him isn't that big of a deal to me.
13: Feds raiding my home and taking my stuff and throwing me against the wall in handcuffs. Within minutes of me being out of handcuffs, guess who texted me? The New York Times, Mike Schmidt, national security reporter. And that's what this book is about. It's about the fact that yeah. we live in a world where there's a symbiotic relationship between government, pharmaceutical companies, and the paper of record, and it's not how journalism ought to be. I don't consider... You're complaining it, about capitalism. We could talk a lot about this. It's it's very nuanced. It's not, it's not necessarily prior restraint. Litig- a litigant can't publish the other side's l- lawyer documents. And if someone sent me... The New York Times Kurtzberg's documents in a di- I wouldn't
1: Apparently Rhode Island is real I'm, I'm sorry. sorry.
13: Biden's diary. People say you're a right-wing extremist. Well, if I was a right-wing uh, Somebody published your diary. Actually Biden's personal diary, but two things. Number 1, I couldn't verify with 100% certainty it was hers, and number 2, I didn't think public eyes should see the private musings of this of this person. I didn't I couldn't confirm if the things she wrote in the diary actually occurred. So it's a little more nuanced um, Ryan, then they make it out to be. And there's a lot to unpack here, which is why I wrote a whole book about journalism yeah. ethics. Well,
6: and, and you know, you, you, uh, the the journalism, uh, the mainstream media has really embarrassed itself so badly in the last, I don't even know how many years, forever now, uh, you know, contributing to a loss of trust. And I, I think it's Been a good thing and valuable to have alternative media because there's
1: been corporatists
6: that can uh, shine a light on stuff, help the
1: defense contractors, uh, lie us into war in
6: Iraq, Afghanistan. Right now, we have a a, a democratic administration in power. You're
1: complaining about capitalism, Robbie. There's
6: some sympathy from some corners of the media, and yes, there's uh, uh, the COVID stuff on other things. There's been this kind of tremendous. Um, clamping down, or, 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 or a desire to kind of pedal the pre- preferred narratives in the media uh, from the from the White House and on, on tech platforms. I'm not high enough for this shit. As God you know, damn. So you know what is your? So you're you're you've done this. Uh, an all you, you know you've paved your own way. You know, how, how is your what is your thinking about journalism norms and, and, you know, your role in crafting an alternative institution and, and you know, the responsibilities that, that you have to 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 shine a light on these stories?
13: Well, Robbie, there's always been a traditional uh, dichotomy or tension between a journalist's access and a journalist's autonomy. In other words, if you're too adversarial, uh, it in.
1: Eric Andre is a televangelist in the show Righteous Gemstones season. And my God, is it hilarious?
13: ...engenders biases of their own partisan factions that James Madison talked about. But if you're too close and cozy with your sources in government and pharmaceutical companies, that engenders an even worse bias. Uh, it becomes, as Noam Chomsky described, a symbiotic relationship. You you take information from sources that are presumed credible, right? And that's what's happening. That's what happened at The New York Times. I mean, Ben Smith – I mean, I, got, I give Ben Smith, media columnist, a lot of credit. I think he's a hero because he came out on Twitter and said journalists should not be cheerleading these Fed raids against journalists. And there's a, a, evidently a schism within the paper of record, The New York Times – because now by the way now Ben Smith is leaving the New York Times that's interesting I
1: don't know what you mean like I've I've had
13: to you know, phrase you know, that show before security reporters, Mike Schmidt Adam Goldman I mean writing hit piece after Well I did, okay
1: well the second the season article just started article
13: so article I I might have not article known
1: article that last time I brought the proud, show up
13: I'm very proud of what was in those memos they all show we're not breaking the law it said documents show how far deceptive reporting practices
1: Oh, oh, oh fucking you should have been sold on the fact that it's like Danny McBride created it, and is like the head writer and director and everything. It's got um, Adam Adam Devine from Workaholics. John Goodman is like the head of the family. Like it's an amazing fucking cast. Like how how were you not already sold on it? I mean, I love Eric Andre, but shit, it was it was already a winner sorry to interrupt james o'keefe here who i know has a lot to say
13: this could go before running afoul of federal laws you know another way of saying that we check with lawyers to make sure everything we were doing was legal but do you see how they wrote it so Uh so these reporters Uh tend to word things it's not so much that they lie it's that that they omit and they use language in a mendacious way so, I think it's important for journalists to use video. We use video at Veritas. There's a whole chapter in this book called
1: Image. Can you cut it up and deceptively edit it? Please sue me, James O'Keefe. Please sue me. Please sue me. Trust me by virtue of the fact
13: I declare myself credible, like Jacob Agaj of the Washington Post. Credible journalists say. I don't ask you to trust that I'm credible. I show you the evidence. Last week, we showed you documents from the Defense Department, and you guys debated them. You debated the credibility of the author who wrote them. But they are actual real documents. And I think journalism needs to focus on what David Shaw described, participation... And it didn't say what you you said it said. Journalism, which is first-person accounts, not anonymous sources, because when you use exclusively anonymous sources, it's the person in the government often manipulating the reporter. So this book, I think it's going to send shockwaves through journalism schools because it reminds people of what journalism used to be in the mid-20th
15: century, which is, it's a far cry from what it used to be. And I, I agreed at the time publicly with, with Ben Smith, both here and on. Let me,
1: as, as, as someone who's at a foot in the journalism world, the term muckraker is not a positive term. It refers to people that did yellow journalism. As in, slandering people. So, American Muckraker is actually a pretty apt title for James O'Keefe's book.
15: On Twitter, that that, that that raid was dangerous. That an FBI raid related to Ashley Biden's diary, which if a source provides a journalist with material and the FBI then raids... Uh, to, in order to obtain evidence about how, where, how, and where that came from, that's a. But did somebody
1: affiliated with Veritas? I, I also wanted to commit a crime. I'm sure that. the sure. FBI had some sort of evidence.
15: So let's talk about the the 2018 case of uh, the the state. Well,
1: well, well. Maybe I'm giving the FBI okay. too much credit. Fuck! I'm even. I'm even wearing my shirt that says "Government protecting and serving the shit out of you." Here I am, like, well, I'm sure the FBI had evidence. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Cops lie. FBI are cops as well. I'm sorry. I want to be consistent here.
15: H.R. McMaster. You know, so, as you know, as as everybody knows, uh, Corey Lewandowski, Steve Bannon, and others. There was a big factional fight going on in the White House. You had H.R. McMaster on one side, and then you had the kind of anti-H.R. McMaster faction, the band and Lewandowski's on the other side. The New York Times had reported uh, that your, uh, your, uh, your journalists were trained by Eric Prince uh, in different espionage tactics, and then you orchestrated a scheme where you were going to send a woman in with a video camera to say inappropriate things around H.R. McMaster, and then that would be used against H.R. McMaster. That's what the New York Times reported. That would have been in the interest of that of that faction inside the White House. Can you respond to that that reporting? I think at the time you said it was a giant smear story, but can you respond in some more detail about that about that entire operation?
13: Ryan, go back to the article because the New York Times did sounds not like his mo behind the McMaster's thing. The New York Times ultimately said in paragraph like 19 or something. It's unclear whether James O'Keefe was involved, and that's the problem. We didn't. We oh oh RB
1: RB. Just wait, just wait until I show you this video. It is the most cringe video you will ever see in your life. I promise you, you have not seen anything like it. You think you think O'Keefe has a punchable face now? Just wait, especially if you're a Prince fan.
13: We're involved in that. I wasn't behind that. I I came out and c- condemned. I didn't say I was nothing to do with that. So it's just false. It's all innuendo. It's all supposition, circumstantial. It's all rumor and innuendo. This motherfucker listens to Bruce Pritchard's under- under- podcast. Would, as would my team. That we had nothing to do with the with any such idea. And that is the problem with journalism. Again, they always bury the lead. It's unclear whether
1: to be clear. Oh, they use a clickbait bait headline. headline? paragraphs
13: below and why the heck is the national security reporters for the new york times obsessed with me they have like a james o'keefe voodoo doll there at the new york times they stick pins in them they should be sticking pins in the government get off your cross robbie and ryan is in washington dc in the summer we had reporters in bars and restaurants like reporters tend to do overhearing and discussing conversations with Stuart croft at the state department uh, a woman named Allison Raybar at DOJ. And these people bragged openly in public places about how they didn't work and they were scanning license plates of dissidents and they were trying to F things up, to quote Stuart Graffa. These were mid to low level people at these organizations. We're doing our jobs. That's what the fourth estate is supposed to do, you know, expose waste, fraud and abuse. And for p- newspapers to attack us for that, I have to wonder whose side they're on. Are they on the side of transparency? You you mentioned uh, sources receiving documents. The U.S. Supreme Court, uh, John Paul Stevens, authored the majority opinion in Nikki V. Vopper from 2001. Journalists have a right to publish documents, uh, even if those documents were stolen, so long as the journalist did not participate in the theft of those documents. This Mm -hmm. is common sense. It's self-evident. I don't know why. I don't. I, I here's a rhetorical question, which I don't so he
1: he's learned his lesson that he has plausible deniability away from the people that are, are being tasked with stealing these documents.
13: not hearsay, not anonymous sources, but actual evidence. Last
15: question, and we have to run, but right, maybe Robbie has one more. But can can you can you flesh out a little bit of what that Eric Prince training was? Because it goes to the question of it, what kind of institution, what kind of undercover work. So what, right. is, what is Eric? For those of you who don't
1: know, Eric Prince was the uh, uh, founder of Blackwater and the CEO, a, like a, a mercenary company that did all kinds of fucking shady shit for the U.S. government. Well, he's Betsy DeVos's fucking brother or some shit, or brother-in-law. Fuck all the way off. Eric Prince is a piece of shit. There's been several documentaries about how big of a piece of shit he is.
15: Prince conveying to Project, Oper- uh, Project Veritas operatives. Well,
13: I t- so I, I talk about that in this book, American Muckraker, in a chapter called Secrets. I, I learn that espionage and investigative reporting do overlap, it's like a Venn diagram, but we're not spies. Because spies, uh, spies may operate for state interest. The investigative reporter operates in the public interest. And Aristotle said, you are what you do. So people can cast names and labels or you're a spy. Well, no, because we operate in the public interest. And yes, we do use undercover techniques, but here, and this is all written about, including your question in this chapter called Secrets, we believe it's a question of relative deception. If you identify yourself as a reporter to these fraudsters, hello, I'm Ryan Grimm from The Intercept, tell me all the fraud you're going to be committing. They're never going to tell you that. So you do have to use some element of pretense in order to tell the truth to the audience. And that's what the first amendment is about so we only keep 3 secrets at Project Veritas: the names of our whistleblowers the names of our donors and and ongoing investigations Every- names of their donors
6: and that's what we do we got got to leave it there uh, great discussion names
1: of our donors but we're completely uh, transparent
6: light on on uh, what you That's doing. a red flag like a fascinating book. I actually, actually
1: got a- especially since uh, they've had a much higher profile in the last, what, five years? I can't believe I'm actually having to deal with the validity of Project Veritas as a source given all the shit they've been involved in. Well, you want to start from... newest to oldest? Go. So, God, I don't know how these are, are arranged. We'll, we'll just start at the top. We're we're at SourceWatch.org. They've had their Twitter account permanently suspended back in February of 2021 for repeated violations of Twitter's private information policy. Misleading accusations of illegal ballot harvesting by Ilhan Omar's campaign. It comes from September 2020. Project Veritas released two videos accusing Rep. Ilhan Omar of committing voter fraud through ballot harvesting and using a cash-for-ballot scheme. first showed uh, Liban Osman, the brother of Minneapolis City Councilman Jamal Osman, this is the, the video I was referencing, talking on Snapchat about the importance of money in political campaigns and showing his dashboard full of absentee ballot envelopes. The second video shows two men speaking in Somali about filling out a voter registration form. The second video claims $200 changed hands only closed envelopes appear on screen. Both videos contain interviews with Minneapolis Somali uh, community members who accuse Ilan Omar's campaign of various forms of corruption and voter fraud. Video's release timing led some to believe it was a coordinated information campaign with other conservatives, including Donald Trump Jr. In early October, Libman Osman claimed Omar Jamal offered him $10,000 through Project Veritas if he said he was harvesting ballots for Rep. Omar's campaign. Many sources noted Project Veritas's history of using misleading reports to serve a political agenda. Nopes reported her research didn't uncover any credible evidence backing up the claim that Omar is guilty of participating in or being the architect of illegal ball- ballot harvesting or election fraud. Oh, left-wing Wisconsin groups infiltrated by men tied to Project Veritas in September of 2020 six left-wing Wisconsin groups black leaders organizing for communities are Wisconsin Revolution souls to the polls uh, looks I'm not even going to try the it looks like a Spanish group Wisconsin race class narrative project and Wisconsin voices composed a joint letter asking Wisconsin Attorney General Josh Call to investigate Project Veritas, Diamond Dog operation to suppress mail-in and absentee voting, the lead up to the 2020. 2020- See, they were awfully active in the 2020 election. O'Keefe's new Diamond Dog operation is focused on discrediting and suppressing mail-in and absentee voting, with the ultimate goal of reelecting Donald Trump, according to reporting by the New Republic. The article states the operation's scope spans the United States, with particular focus on voter registration efforts in California and Texas. Operations are meant to expose widespread Millen ballot corruption and fraud. N. R. reports that the that in Texas, Project Veritas operatives, including Facebook staffer Cassandra Spencer, worked closely with GOP operative Andy Harris, chief of staff to Rep. Lance Gooden. Here's his direct action Texas group has connected Project Veritas with staffers in Texas Attorney General uh, Ken Paxton's office. You know about Paxton being indicted fucking five years ago and still not being prosecuted. Diamond Dog operation has also been a valuable fundraising source for Project Veritas. E and R reports that internal documents show its fundraising total increased by four point uh, five eight million. From 2018 to 2019, to a total of 13.44 million dollars. After Project Veritas attempted to infiltrate Democracy Partners, a group called the Undercut and American Family Voices launched Project Veritas. Exposed the mission of the site is to serve as a research resource, a resource for individual and organizations targets uh, of Project Veritas. The site keeps a running list of attempted stings Project Veritas is caught in at a failed Washington Post sting. Apparently, something having to do with Roy Moore, the pedophile Senate candidate in Alabama. Project Veritas was served with a restraining order and their latest sting was blocked. About latest, this looks like it was an illegal sting over the summer of 2017. O'Keefe, who pled guilty in federal cases, threatens the Wisconsin Attorney General Schimmel into a flip flop on Project Veritas video. October 2016, James O'Keefe, a widely discredited video attack dog, published video through his group Project Veritas showing Democratic political operatives in bars discussing the use uh, of inappropriate and potentially illegal campaign tactics with unidentified persons posing as funders. The video does not contain any evidence that any of the campaign activities discussed were actually undertaken. 2017, O'Keefe was sued for breaking federal and local wiretap laws in the incident. check this out just look up project veritas in source watch i mean it goes on and fucking on disingenuous acorn sting the uh were they involved with the planned parenthood body parts bullshit but of all the shitty stuff he's done this has got to be the worst no one ever said He's clearly a theater kid that couldn't make it in Hollywood. Like so many of these right wing nut jobs. Like they wanted to be in Hollywood and they couldn't make it. So, this, this, ladies and gentlemen, is the most cringe video you will ever see starring James O'Keefe. Says it says those things out loud, but it's obvious. Here's oh. leads, leads. It bleeds, it bleeds.
13: I
12: think that's ...permanently
8: suspended his account after he exposed hypocrisy and fraud at CNN. Project Veritas, a very controversial that conservative promoting group. promoting
4: misinformation. The Times reported
9: that the footage of Project Veritas was part of According a to Stanford researchers... ...a coordinated disinformation. ...coordinated disinformation. We sued the New York Times for defamation. Project Veritas just won a major victory in that case. I come They're to people. you
4: and I'll offer you $100 million You're not going to settle? I would tell them to go to hell.
9: <laughs> I, I, I,
13: I. I just can't believe that my
3: TV. I
2: left right?
1: Dude, I to now is he saying he's part of the oligarchy? is suing Twitter for defamation. defamation.
2: Projects are taken down because they confronted a Facebook executive. If take a video like that down, that would be due to a doxing concern.
1: I can show you a video of CNN doing the exact same thing.
5: Twitter made factual statements about our client that are false.
1: I told you. I told you. And this is a Prince song. It's called Controversy. Prince, an amazing artist. Maybe, maybe the greatest musician ever to walk the face of the earth.
2: Of Keith, I think is
4: opinions, opinions,
1: I told you! I I fucking... Be
5: be Twitter, Twitter, I be I
1: thought I perfectly couched it. You knew what was coming. Maybe I should have gave you a content warning. But all of this bitch is project very much. this
5: information Project Veritas, a conservative actionist uh, activist organization.
2: Polling does not decide the truth nor speak to evidence.
1: I was a theater kid! No, no, no! Failed theater kids. I warned you, I gave you I This exists! Like he he did like He promoted this shit. And this isn't the only time he's done that! I I Can I find it? I don't have it handy, but they did a whole song and dance to the weekend. What's that conservative conference? Was it CPAC? And it's it is cringe as well. It might have been TPU as Freedom Freedom Fest or some. Sh- no fuck, I can't find it. But he did a, he did a whole other song and dance earlier this year. It was just as cringe, and I think he had on his. His little press flak jacket there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. He released this. He released this. He wanted people to see this. I wish you people could feel embarrassment. Oh my god. Another person who needs to learn to feel embarrassment Tucker Carlson. Apparently, he complained about new Eminem's mascots are less sexy. I haven't. I haven't seen the pictures, and this is only thirty-second clip. I wanted to make sure I got the whole clip. It was hard to find, as I said earlier, because apparently Fox didn't post it, or if they did, they took it
9: down. But Finally, we don't usually I got the whole clip. NPR, but here's a story they might want to cover pretty soon, and doubtless will. M Ms. Why would? The- we- it's just announced that it's redesigning its cartoon characters to be more gender inclusive.
1: Boy. Huh. Come on, we go. welcome.
9: Bet you didn't think M and M's were pushing intolerance, but they were. They've been changed. You're seeing the changes right now on your screen. The green M&M, you will notice, is no longer wearing sexy boots. Now she's wearing sensible sneakers. Why the change? Well, according to m and quote, We all win when we see more women in leading roles. Because leading women do not wear sexy boots. Leading women wear frumpy shoes. The frumpier the better. That's the rule. The other big change is that the brown... I don't see any change in the transition brown one. ...from high stilettos to lower block heels. Also less sexy... That's progress. M&M's will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. That's the goal. When you're totally turned off, we've achieved equity. They've won. Meanwhile.
1: This was dumber than I thought it was going to be. He is totally turned off by these M&M's.
9: In a nod to the burgeoning wellness movement, the orange M&M will, quote, acknowledge and embrace his anxiety. And actually, if you look at him, the orange M&M does appear very anxious. Maybe he doesn't like all the ugly new shoes he sees around him. Maybe he liked the sexy boots. Maybe the orange M&M is a secret sexist himself.
1: Oh god, that wasn't even the whole segment. I don't know what. Apparently, he got mocked for it. But he wasn't the only one. He wasn't the only one. Fucking Greg Gumfeld was talking about the MMs. And now, remember, this is. This is a supposed news channel. They've got a platform, millions of viewers, maybe a million and a half for Gutfeld, something like that. Tucker's got like two million. And they devote their time to talking about m and for six minutes? Did, did the Mars Corporation pay for this? Is this a new type of product placement? Or did they, really just, did they really just use right-wingers to create an outrage? This is, this is how fucking marketing works now. You get the right-wingers to get outraged about something, and then all the left-wing Twitch people play the right-wingers getting outraged about it and mock it. So everybody ends up seeing the message, and we're all talking about M&Ms, because I kind of do want some M&Ms right now. M&Ms aren't bad.
4: I like the peanut butter ones. What's what's your guys' favorite? Will M&M's still melt in your hands if they identify as trans? When I eat a bag of M&M's, do I wonder which color and shape best represents my identity? No, because it's chocolate. And also, it's obviously the orange one. (laughs) But the iconic candy company is giving the mascots makeovers to make them more inclusive. How are they doing this? Well, obviously, by changing their footwear. Instead of go-go boots, the seductress green M&M will now wear sneakers. Places <laughs> <laughs> will be updated in a tone that's more welcoming. Sorry, cat. No. Sparkle's so hungry," said Catherine Slight, interesting chief growth officer at Mars Wrigley. <laughs> Who better to commit to a world with more moments of fun by increasing a sense of belonging around the globe than M&Ms?
1: God, once again, you're bitching about capitalism.
4: With protest signs, but honestly, this is weird. Yes, we yes. Really want to make an m M&M feel like they belong. Lux Casino. Be eating them. Mildly change boot design. Drop a vague press release about inclusivity. Non-binary body. three. Mm-hmm. For commentary. We Step four.
1: Profit. <laughs> oh, oh.
4: That was not a candy correspondent,
12: cat. <laughs> yes. Okay.
4: They want to make their little characters inclusive,
12: and then you're going to eat them. No, no. I have so many thoughts on this. Yes, I, I do. D- the green M&M is a snake.
1: Yes. The new one. Mm-hmm.
12: The new one. Okay, listen. Don't forget to
1: say something misogynist to cat, like you always do, Greg. We all
12: win when we see more women in leading roles. So I'm happy to take on the part of supportive friend when they succeed. Okay, like none of you guys are women, but women all know that the women that are like, I'm a woman and I'm pro woman and they'll call pro women I am, you can't trust them. Because no. real women, they just do it. They don't yeah. need to brag about it, like they're running some kind of campaign. Mm. And she admits she's doing that. She says, <laughs> the part of a supportive friend when they succeed, right? Like, okay, yeah, I bet you want to be, you know, their friend when they succeed. Like, you conniving, climbing little bitch. I do not trust her. Who is she
1: even reading right now like the marketing director that's
12: that's the worst cut you need to run from women like the green m&m the new green m&m yes the
1: green m&m the green m&m said that the green m&m ain't real what the what the that was some kind of marketing material that mars sent out
12: god damn I mean, little bitch. I do not trust her. All right. I don't want to be her friend. <laughs> so she somehow made it worse. That's yeah. that's the worst cut. You need to run from women like the Green M M&M, and M, the new Green M and M. Yes,
4: yeah, the Green M M&M and M is an uh, is disgusting. She's an
12: opportunistic evil bitch.
4: Wow. Wow. You know, uh, Rob, I have to say this is that corporations may be the most embarrassing entity in all of wokedom right. because they're so obvious about like trying to create a distra- Capitalism! Capitalism.
1: Capitalism. Yeah
4: which is what candy is. Right. You know?
1: What you are calling woke is like just people. The majority of the people. We don't give a shit about, you know, whether someone is trans or what color their skin are. We're really accepting And we're the majority. We're we're not like you people who get outraged about stupid shit and and, and want to argue about what a man is and what a woman is. If I spent the amount of time... uh, Jeremiah, whoever our fucking caller was at the beginning of the show, he spent all fucking day yesterday arguing on my YouTube and then called in and argued with me for an hour to just say fucking nothing... It's embarrassing. Why do you people spend that much time on it? It, it makes no sense. To other, I understand why Fox does it because it gets the people outraged and keeps them watching. It's outrage porn. Yeah, they're the they're the fucking
4: snowflakes. Here, we look at what we did to our little characters, right. but don't look at all the sh- problems sugar causes. Yeah, don't look at the comorbidity you're creating. Yes. Um, I was interested, though, Cat is projecting a lot into the green m M&M. and <laughs> I feel like we no should... No, I'm not. I, that's, a,
1: that's always a weird fucking take when they bring up like a, a, sugar and food. Okay, uh, like when Michelle Obama tried to institute healthy school lunches, you guys went fucking nuts. You don't actually care about sugar in food or processed foods. Uh, if you did, then the concept of food deserts would be an issue you would devote time to instead of, you know, marketing M&Ms for them.
4: And at and, some point, maybe in the next
1: session. I'm
12: not projecting. Um, I'm reflecting on my own experience. Yeah, no, that's this is really interesting. Uh, I really want to.
4: we're out of time. Yeah, uh, right. Just this it is, a check. I, I would just say,
12: like,
13: this, they are M&Ms are kind of the progressives' idea of the future of the human being, right? We're all kind of shiny and a different color, and we have no genitalia. Mm. That's kind of where they want
4: us to go. <laughs> and if you put them in your mouth, the color comes off. I don't know what that means. <laughs> This is part of this weird thing, Jesse, where we have to make sure on seven billion people on the planet, not a single person. You guys
1: even have a White castle and the five guys down there? Do you know what an American sure burger tastes like?: like? Sun Hand
13: it comedy again.: Oh God, and hope it works this time. <laughs> I came up with some offensive candies.: Oh God. But I think we need to change their branding. Mm-hmm. Butterfinger. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But his finger.
4: Oh, very good! All right. Good, good.
13: Hershey's kisses. Mm-hmm. Hershey's consensual kisses. <laughs> nice,
6: very
4: good.
13: Jolly Rancher. Mm. Jolly
6: sustainable rancher. <laughs> so I just stopped there. You've oh, really like you enjoyed that. Good. That's good. I like these. All right, these. you know I'm going to save some for the five,
4: which ah! we already taped. Yeah. I- yeah, you did a great job by Thank the way you. on the five. I would say. Um, it, it, Butterfinger, it's but their finger. But oh, their, no, their finger. Wanna, that's my only, yeah. my only note. Thank yeah. you. And you can fit more than one. Well, last word to you, Walter. That wasn't funny at all. Yeah.
6: <laughs> uh, M&Ms were already woke. Right. A bowl of rainbow-colored candies is as woke as it gets. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But they wanted to get the PR for going woke, so they had to invent a problem. Mm. They had to invent a confession. Oh, we aren't as woke as we can be. Mm-hmm. And so And not a one of us would have ever heard their
1: message if you assholes didn't get outraged about it. And then it made the rounds on the Twitter because like, oh, look at the stupid conservatives. That's that's how marketing works now. And I'm kind of upset at myself for playing into it. So
6: this is fake. Number two, where's Skittles? It, yeah it, yeah Is Skittles just going to stay mm-hmm. racist and you know uh,
0: <laughs>
4: because that will give America a choice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Mm, good. Point.
6: <laughs> yes. You got Skittles are fruit. I right off my bits cuz she knew I'd be. But taking- are chocolate. <laughs> Two different things. And, uh, thanks, girl.
4: I think that I think we sh- we we got to do a special Gutfeld episode where we are all on painkillers. <laughs> if we announce it beforehand, then it's not a problem, right? Just research. Yeah, research. We could call it the CNN New Year's Eve special. Personally.
1: Oh yeah, fun thing to joke about in a fucking country that has been ravaged by opiate addiction. Fuck off, Greg Gutfeld. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Hey, click here to subscribe. Fuck you, Sean Hannity. Uh, I'm sorry. I was going to read mean comments. We were going to do Bim Shapiro's top media fails of 2021, but I ain't got it in me. Hour-long call at the beginning of the show. It was just too much. So here's a sloth car, uh, crossing the road. Oh, yeah. This is our animal video for the day. I've never seen one that color. That's a really pretty sloth. Yeah, it has a baby on its back. It is super old, super adorable.
3: That's maximum speed, huh?
1: That's maximum speed. For those of you listening to the podcast, it's it's fucking slow. Sloth-like, somebody might uh, describe it. It's like a green and pink sloth. Oh, hi, baby sloth! I thought they like. I thought they like uh, hung out up in trees and like to swing around. I'm glad everybody stopped and uh, and helped the sloth along. I'm glad it did uh, not become roadkill. That would have been really sad. Everybody was so sweet to it. Oh, look at the little baby. Look at his face. I believe they've sped up the footage for us here <laughs> alright if you're watching on Twitch you're heading over to Echoplex Media it is uh, it's the Plex it's podcast time we'll do mean comments which I probably have way more of come tomorrow I'll add some new ones after tonight's debacle. If you're watching on Twitch, you're heading over to Echo Plex Media. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's alright to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin freaking We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.